Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. WTOP Traffic. And 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Lighter winds, clearer skies, and a cold one here for this evening and overnight. Temperatures by early Wednesday will be dropping down to the mid-20s to lower 30s across the area. But a warmer afternoon, near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies. All eyes on the potential for a winter storm system. Some areas could see snow on Saturday, some a wintry mix, others just rain. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 34 degrees in DuPont Circle, 34 in Germantown, and 36 degrees in Annandale at 959. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Michael Toscano. Coming up, an arrest tonight in connection to the deadly New Year's shooting inside a D.C. hotel. A political battle in the district over increasing food aid to the needy. I'm A new year on the same fascinating issue, the potential move to Alexandria by the Caps and the Wizards. Who's going to pay for a possible new arena in Potomac Yard? I'm Scott Gelman. A new push to stop a massive data center campus from going up in our region. It is 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. After just six months on the job, Harvard University no longer has Claudine Gay as its president. CBS's Nicole Killian with more on Gay's resignation. This message to members of the Harvard community came as Claudine Gay was under intense scrutiny, not only for her congressional testimony last month over the issue of anti-Semitism on college campuses, but also there were a number of plagiarism claims that had come to light. Democratic U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey faces new allegations supporting charges of an alleged bribery conspiracy. CBS's Matt Piper. Menendez is facing allegations of accepting expensive gifts in exchange for favorable comments about Qatar. The indictment accuses Menendez and his wife Nadine of receiving gold and tickets to a Formula One race in exchange for helping a businessman negotiate a multi-million dollar investment for a real estate project in New Jersey. Menendez allegedly also got other items of value like watches valued between ten and $24,000. Maybe you felt it. Some shaking on the East Coast this morning. Just before 1 a.m., a 2.3 magnitude tremor struck near Rockville, Maryland, and was felt as far north as Pennsylvania. Around 6 a.m., a 1.7 magnitude quake shook the area near Astoria, Queens, in New York City, where Maria Grant lives. I got really scared. I thought it was in the building that something blew up. So I just jumped up, put some clothes on, and put some sneakers on in case I had to get out of the building. No injuries reported. A passenger jet at Tokyo's Haneda Airport collided with a Japanese Coast Guard plane on the tarmac and went up in flames. Five people on the Coast Guard plane died, but all 379 aboard the passenger plane evacuated safely. CBS News transportation safety analyst Robert Sumwalt credits the plane's construction and crew for saving lives. These airplanes are built to withstand fire uh, a lot uh, interior-wise uh, as compared to older airplanes. Uh, the side walls don't burn as quickly as they would have on previous airplanes. As the death toll after western Japan's major earthquake rises to more than 60, now there are concerns about heavy rains and possible landslides. A Colorado mother accused of murdering two of her children has appeared in a British courtroom. CBS's Vicki Barker reports from London. This was an extradition hearing. Kimberly Singler did not have to enter a plea over the murders of two of her young children and the wounding of the third. Instead, she was asked if she consented to being handed over to the American authorities. Her single word answer, no. 
Well, that didn't take long. A day after Disney's original 1928 mouse became public domain, he's featured in the trailer for a horror film terrorizing college students during a trip to an amusement arcade. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 10.03, Tuesday evening, January 2nd, 2024. 35 degrees going down to 25. Good evening, I'm Michael Toscano. The top local stories we are following this hour. Breaking news on WTOP. D.C. police have arrested the man suspected of shooting and killing 18-year-old Ashley Hines during a New Year's party yesterday. Hines was found with gunshot wounds in a room at the Embassy Suites Hotel in Friendship Heights at around 1.20 a.m. on January 1st. Police say 18-year-old Jelani Cousin of North East D.C. has now been charged with second-degree murder in connection with her death. This appears to be D.C.'s first homicide of 2024. The D.C. Council has taken the first step to sue Mayor Muriel Bowser over her decision to withhold an increase in SNAP benefits in the new year. Our report from WTOP's Dick Uliano. D.C. residents in the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program were expecting a 10% benefits increase. But Mayor Bowser is second-guessing the raise. So D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson has proposed authorizing the city's lawyer to sue the mayor to ensure the SNAP benefits increase is carried out. The council appropriates the budget. And in the budget, we were very specific that if the revenues were adequate, that we would enhance the SNAP benefits. Chairman Mendelson says he'll meet with Mayor Bowser Monday on the matter of the increased SNAP benefits, a day before the council is scheduled to vote on the resolution authorizing legal action. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. In a statement tonight, Bowser's office appears to be doubling down on her decision, saying it is, quote, not prudent to increase spending on one program, especially when demand for other programs that support the same people is increasing beyond our current budget. We're getting some more details about the finances of potentially moving the Wizards and the Capitals out of D.C. and into Alexandria's Potomac Yard neighborhood. You'll remember a big announcement a few weeks ago from the team's owner that he plans to move the franchises into a new arena as part of a sports complex there in the coming years. But now questions are being asked about who will pay for this new facility. Alexandria's mayor tells WTOP Scott Gelman it's not going to be Virginia taxpayers. Instead, Mayor Justin Wilson says Monumental will pay up front to start construction on a possible Potomac Yard Arena. That debt will be paid off by ongoing rent that Monumental will pay. They will pay an ongoing rent payment every year. Money generated from events and restaurants at the new complex will be used to pay for the rest. These are not revenues that could be used for police and fire and teachers and, and all the other priorities of local and state government. In a recent newsletter, Wilson wrote the city will pay for 5% of the $2 billion project. Monumental Sports and new tax revenue from the site will pay the balance. We're not taking city tax dollars right now and funding the arena. Wilson tells WTOP how the project will be paid for is top of mind for many Alexandria residents. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Well, what about the Nationals that continue to play in the nation's capital? The D.C. Council chair has introduced legislation to keep Nats Park up to date and in good repair. The measure comes after the mayor and the Nationals reached a deal last fall that would mean millions earmarked for updates to the ballpark, which is now 15 years old. 
Chair Phil Mendelson says his measure sets up what's called a ballpark maintenance fund. Money for the fund would come from ballpark sales tax revenue and rent paid from the lease. Anything left over from the ballpark revenue fund balance would go in there, too. Among other parts of the bill, Events DC, which runs Nats Park, is also going to be required to turn in an annual spending report to the mayor and council. Mendelssohn says the district must keep that ballpark up to date. Campaign news on WTOP. A federal judge in Virginia is tossing a lawsuit that seeks to ban former President Trump from the Commonwealth's primary ballot. The suit also argues Mr. Trump should be taken off Virginia's ballot under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. But U.S. District Judge Leone Brinkema ruled that a pair of activists who filed the lawsuit lacked the legal standing to challenge Donald Trump's eligibility for office. The judge says the activists totally failed to show that Mr. Trump's presence on the Virginia ballot would cause them specific harm. Early voting for Virginia's March 5 primaries is set to start in a little more than two weeks. That plan to build what's expected to be the largest data center corridor in the world in Prince William County is now facing a lawsuit. A group of Prince William County residents are suing the Board of County Supervisors in an effort to stop that massive data center campus from moving forward. Our partners at 7 News report the group has formed a nonprofit called the Defund Devlin Corporation. In their 473-page lawsuit filed last week, the group says the plan violates Virginia law and the county's code of ordinances. They also claim the company behind the data center was treated differently from previous applicants and the county broke rules to push their request through. The digital gateway plan would allow as many as 37 new data centers. Coming up after traffic and weather, just how much value has Twitter lost since Elon Musk turned it into X? Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. It's 10.08. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's bring in Bob Imler from the WTOP Traffic Center. In Virginia, there is a crash on 66 eastbound after the Roslyn Tunnel. That is along the left side. You are getting by by squeezing to the right without delay. And on the westbound side of the same area, approaching the Roslyn Tunnel, then moving into the tunnel, there is a work zone. And there, you get by single file to the right. On 95 southbound, traffic remains quite slow, uh, getting past the road work from Newington into Lorton. Two left lanes are getting by, and the main lanes very slowly, but the express lanes get by without delay. And 95 north at the Prince William Parkway, right lane is blocked by road work. Callers said they were setting up northbound near Duke Street with a work zone. Now, uh, in Maryland, coming into the district, slow coming off of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, southbound, on Kenilworth Avenue and leading into the district right before Eastern Avenue, listener finds the crash, and that blocks the left side of the roadway. And police at Eastern Avenue closed both ways between Randolph Street and Rhode Island Avenue. That is uh, Eastern Avenue, both directions there closed. In Maryland, 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway are good to go, as is 270. 50 is good to go out to the Bay Bridge. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com. Find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, and the Toyota or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. 
Over now to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. This evening, temperatures falling fast under the clear skies and with lighter winds from the 40s into the 30s and 20s most neighborhoods by early Wednesday morning. Expect the warmest day out of the week tomorrow near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies thanks to our wind out of the southwest. Now there is a chance Wednesday night, early Thursday morning of a stray passing rain shower, but right now we've got just colder air moving in for the end of the week and this upcoming weekend, watching the potential for a winter storm system where some areas could have a wintry mix Others may have some accumulating snow. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 35 degrees in Alexandria, 38 in Penn Quarter. It's 33 in Columbia. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. Fidelity has cut the value of its stake in X again, now implying the former Twitter is worth less than a third of what Elon Musk paid. Smile Direct Club has gone out of business permanently. The tooth alignment company filed for bankruptcy last year. The Wall Street Journal says 25% of U.S. households have canceled at least three streaming services, although ad-based services are gaining. The Dow gained 26 points in the first day of trading in the new year, but the Nasdaq lost 245. Jeff Clable, WTOP News. And coming up on WTOP, we'll talk with Politico's John Hendel about the coming expiration of federal help for millions of households to pay their Internet bills. It's 10-11. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-1794. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-1794. That's 800-575-1794. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Coming up on WTOP. COVID-19, RSV, the flu, they're all out there. What you need to know. I'm Kate Ryan. More news in 60 seconds. Pay back your portrayal. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. In 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Ethos fast and easy online term life insurance up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. Denise has been playing jazz for 40 years. Last concert, one of the musicians fell sick with RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems. This time, she's choosing to help protect herself with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Abrisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, in adults 60 years of age and older. Abrisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction 
attention to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased response to a Brisvo. The most common side effects are tiredness, headache, pain at the injection site, and muscle pain. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 1015. I'm Michael Toscano. Thanks for being with us. You know, 22 million households would likely not have access to the Internet if not for government assistance through something called the Affordable Connectivity Program. But now it's in danger of expiring. John Hendel is tech reporter at Politico. He sat down with me earlier this evening to discuss the reason this program could be going away. Affordable Connectivity Program, it's only been around for about three years. And when Congress created this, you know, initially in the pandemic and then funding it through the infrastructure law, they didn't set up a long-term funding mechanism. So it's helping over 22 million low-income households pay their Internet bills. But by April, that funding is going away. You know, Congress just never figured out where the money was going to come from after setting this up, getting the enrollment going. And so that's created this funding cliff that is seeming sooner and sooner, especially now that we're in 2024. So is this caught up in partisan battles now? It is. And I think a part of that goes to what does it really mean if this funding goes away? You know, 22 million plus households, you know, have access to the subsidy right now. But, you know, a lot of Republicans want more data about how much it's really helping them. You know, if this goes away, you know, are there some households that might be able to cobble together money to pay for the Internet anyway? You know, what does that look like? You know, and are there enough you know, safeguards for this program, too, given it's a newer one? That's part of the partisan battle we're seeing right now. You know, Democrats really saying this has been a big success. They want it to continue. And Republicans a little more divided where you're seeing some supportive, but some saying, We just need more data about how this program's working and to see whether it's really helping or not. Just quickly, do you know if this thing is going to go away? Do you have any feel for that now? I think there's increasing anxiety about this at this point. I mean, there's not much time to find funding between now and April. Uh, You know, Congress has been struggling to even do basic things like keep the government open in recent months. And there just hasn't been that much negotiation between Democratic and Republican lawmakers, you know, talking to Democrats, you know, a few months ago, they had hoped to have at least some appropriations for this program to keep it going, you know, by the end of 2023, to give at least some assurance of that. That didn't happen. And so I think there's there's a greater degree of nervousness right now. I mean, it's not a certain thing that it's going to go away. I think there's still a chance that Congress could act. But, you know, if it doesn't, you know, the the Internet service providers and others who are involved, they're going to have to start moving to unwind it sooner rather than later, notifying customers, letting them uh, prepare if they do have to stop doing this, stopping enrollment efforts. All that's going to be coming soon. Yeah, And where do those people turn for help? I think a lot of people, you know, they're either going to have to, you know, try to just calculate how much money they do have and see if they can, you know, pay for the internet one way or another. Maybe there's other resources that could help. But a lot of them, you know, I I interviewed some who participated in this program. A lot may not be able to, you know, keep uh, an internet subscription going at that point. I mean, that may be something that, you know, a good share of households, and we don't know exactly how many, but a good share will just have to drop. And that could be something that comes with major major consequences for a lot of a lot of people who are just trying to, you know, be connected, you know, use that for either schoolwork. 
other work. I mean, all of that's been uh, deeply important in recent years. So I think that's an open question right now about just how bad that'll be. But it's a clock ticking very, very much eminently. John Hendel, tech reporter at Politico. A quick look now at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. Former President Donald Trump formally appeals the decision removing him from the ballot in Maine this year. Harvard President Claudine Gay submitting her resignation after scrutiny over her Capitol Hill testimony during a hearing on anti-Semitism on college campuses and new allegations of plagiarism. Keep it here for details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. From Maryland into the district southbound, coming off the Baltimore-Washington Parkway delays lead to the crash just before Eastern Avenue. And that is along the left side of the roadway uh, just as you get to the exit for Eastern Avenue. So be alert coming off of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway southbound through Chevrolet. Heading into the district, very frequent spot for crashes there. North of the Beltway on the BW Parkway at 95, each running well. Same with 270, clear sailing, 50 out to the Bay Bridge, and all is quiet around the Beltway. Now in Virginia, more work zones southbound on 95, after Newington toward Lorton. Two left lanes get by the work zone, and then a little bit farther south, they are back after Prince William Parkway and uh, headed toward Dale City. The work zone is back tonight, and you get by single file to the right, headed toward Dale City. They are working on 66 westbound of the Roslyn Tunnel. You get by single file to the right, but on the eastbound side, after the Roslyn Tunnel, there is a crash, and that is blocking uh, the left side of the roadway. You get by it without delay to the right, though. Jiffy Lube, where speed meets quality for an oil change and vehicle maintenance experience you can trust. Visit JiffyLubeDC.com for a location near you. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Over now to 7 News, First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. This evening, clear and cold. In fact, our temperature is really dropping through the 30s. We'll be in the 20s by early tomorrow morning. So coat, gloves, had all of it to bundle up. And then near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies. Warmest day out of the week, in fact. Could have a stray shower Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Otherwise, quiet as we end the week. The weekend, though, looking at a coastal storm system that may form, giving parts of the area some accumulating snow, others a wintry mix, or just plain old rain. I'm 7 News Chief. Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Checking the airports, 37 degrees at Reagan National, 34 at BWI Marshall. It is 34 degrees at Dulles. Coming up on WTOP, what you need to know about that trifecta of viruses making their way through the D.C. region. It's 1021. Wesley had IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. Coming after my house, my car, I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. Wesley called Optima Tax Relief. Oh, they were great people. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-893-4133. 800-893-4133. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Slowdowns expected on the American Legion Bridge this morning. We're tracking a big storm expected to hit the Washington region this afternoon. WTOP reports new crash tests could affect your next car decision. Survey shows student absenteeism for DMV area kids is skyrocketing. President Biden and Republican lawmakers announced they're making progress on a potential compromise. I heard it on WTOP News. Facts matter. 103.5 FM. This is WTOP News. 
It's 1022. A Prince George's County man is facing murder charges tonight in connection to the mysterious disappearance of his friend. Prince George's County police say 20-year-old Damian Myers was reported missing by his family back on April 15, just a day after he left home, looking for a ride from his friend, 23-year-old Parrish Good. Detectives originally opened up a missing persons investigation for Myers, but over the next week, they uncovered evidence suggesting he had been shot and killed inside Good's car. Good was arrested last week and admitted to shooting Myers and getting rid of his body in the Fort Washington area. Police are still working to determine a motive for the shooting. Good is being held without bond on first- and second-degree murder charges. You are not imagining it. There is a spike in people sick with the flu and other respiratory illnesses. So, what else do you need to know? A look at the U.S. map of respiratory infections at the Centers for Disease Control shows D.C. and Maryland in the high range and Virginia in the very high range. Some of that is driven by influenza, but there are a lot of other respiratory viruses that are also increasing at this time of year. Dr. Andrew Pekosh, a virologist with the Johns Hopkins University Bloomberg School of Public Health, says there is a recent COVID-19 mutation. We do think the vaccine will provide protection against the JN.1 variant, particularly when it comes to severe disease. Pekos says it's not too late to get vaccinated for COVID-19, the flu, or RSV. If you get a vaccine now, it should give you protection for the tail end of this respiratory virus season. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. With high costs and living and borrowing, buying a home right now is impossible for a lot of us. According to the Washington Post, for millennials, living with their parents has once again become a popular way to save enough money to buy their own home. To some of the folks that we talked to, they were able to save up enough for a down payment while living with their parents for even a year if they had a good paying job. And a lot of that did happen during the pandemic. If you can pay no rent or discounted rent, then it makes it a lot easier to save for that initial down payment that I think was very difficult for millennials. Washington Post business reporter Julian Mark, who joined us a bit earlier on WTOP. Child care, student loans and rent costs also contributing to this trend. While the ground was rumbling in Maryland earlier today, parts of Montgomery County experiencing a small earthquake before one this morning, rattling some people out of their beds. WTOP's Luke Lukert explores what might have caused it. The epicenter of the 2.3 magnitude earthquake was two miles west of Rockville. Small, according to geologist Rebecca Cavage-Adams with the Maryland Geological Survey. We in Maryland are not sitting on a plate boundary. Unlike California or Japan, though the earthquake's exact cause can't be known, it's likely pent-up stress on dormant faults caused by activity from the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Every now and then, enough stress accumulates that they actually do create small earthquakes. And while it was small, our area sits on massive bedrock. Because we're on this mass of hard bedrock, that motion gets transmitted for a much longer distance. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Here's Rob Woodfork. Well, the Capitals' four-game slide is over. They hold on for a 4-3 victory in Pittsburgh. The Caps did all their scoring in a first period that saw Tom Wilson score just 55 seconds into the game. Alex Ovechkin notched career goal number 830 that held as the game winner. Maryland, a rough shooting first half on their way to a 67-53 loss to number one Purdue, Dante Scott. I wouldn't say it was them per se. I would say it's just us. I mean, we had a lot of good looks. Missed a lot of open ones, missed a couple bunnies, and um, they led them to offense.